Já, komið sæl og velkomin í þátti sjósilski feministar í ymsum Söru Stef Hildadóttur og mín Marie Pétsdóttur. Uh, hjá okkur í settinu í dag er Mona Lena Krúk, prófessor í stjórnmálafræði við Rögkers háskólan í New Jersey í Bandaríkjónum en hún fer fyrir uh, doktorsnámi uh, í, á konum og stjórnmálum við sömu stofnun og rannsóknir hennar á sviði kynja og stjórnmálafræði var það til dæmis kynjakvóta og áhrif kvenna í opinberum embættum. Uh, Mónalena var með fyrirlestur á vegum kvennasögusafns Íslands á dögunum og stjórnmálafræðideildar og allþjóða málastofnunar Háskóli Íslands. Uh, Sara, þú kannski byrjar á því að varpa til hennar spurningum, við ætlum að tala við hana á ensku Já. en við ætlum að svona taka saman og þýða inn á milli á íslensku Já, Já ég sótti þennan fyrirlestur í hátti inn í dag um, Hi Mona Lena and thanks for coming to see us here Thank um, you Thank you also for the talk you did um, at the University of Iceland that was very um, inspiring and interesting Thank you um, It's a huge research topic that you are working on these gender quotas and the impact of gender on women um, women's impact on politics is it that's right that's right i've been um working for many years on the topic of women's political representation um and i've been particularly interested in strategies to uh, increase the number of women elected to political office um so my early work uh, focused on uh, gender quotas, which now exist in more than 140 countries around the world, um, which has really been an exciting, um, if, you know, uh, event <laughs> to watch how, how quickly they really spread over, you know, all regions of the world uh, in just a, a few decades. Um, but the work that I, I've been doing more recently is really try to think about um, has the entry of women into politics really made politics more equal, mm-hmm. right? Has it uh, created, you know, greater gender equality in, in, in politics? Um, has it created greater gender equality in society? Um, and that's where I uh, came into the topic of violence against women in politics, mm-hmm. um, because I really started to notice that despite, you know, the entry of so many women, they still faced uh, a lot of resistance and backlash to their participation. Um, so it's not just about getting women in the, into politics, but also to make sure that they're empowered to, to be able to um, be full and equal political actors. Uh, so uh, I, my most recent book, <laughs> Violence Against Women in Politics, really tries to understand uh, this this problem um, and, and takes a global perspective on on the question of, of violence, intimidation, harassment, um, and abuse of women in political life. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just going to translate um, a sure. little bit, mm-hmm. trying to rephrase and sum up what you were <coughs> saying. Já, svo rannsóknir hennar sem sagt fjalla um um, konur og áhrif kynja kvóta í stjórnmálum og líka bara hvernig áhrif sko það hefur að konur fari í stjórnmál hvort að það leiðir um verulega til um, raunverulegs jafnbréttis mm-hmm. í stjórnmálum um, og hún hefur skoðað þetta sérst ekki bara um, í, á norðurkveli hún hefur skoðað þetta sérst bara um raunverulega allan heim bæði um, global suðrið og svo norðrið um, og hefur heimsótt fjölda landa þessi rannsóknir hafa staðið yfir sko frá 2014 allavega mm-hmm. en þessi bók sem hún vísaði í sem er nýjasta bókin hennar Violence Against Women in Politics mm-hmm. um, hún hlaut verðlaun og var gefin út 2022 mm-hmm. um, 
um, if we continue, uh, Mona, um, mm. what is the, um, I noticed today during your talk that the um, impact of women on in politics is really a bigger issue about democracy, isn't it? That's right. Can you elaborate a little bit on on that? How is it a democratic issue? Um, well, obviously, women's uh, a participation uh, broadly is a, is a question uh, for democracy. Um, but I, I've been interested in the question of, of violence against women in politics as a problem uh, for democracy that has not yet been fully recognized. Um, I think there is a tendency to think about politics as a violent space, right? So as women are entering that space, they're going to experience, you know, violence and, and harassment. Um, but I really want to think about, you know, why do they face this this violence? And I, um, I argue in my book that um, they are uh, women um, are, you know, sometimes targeted for their political ideas, but they're often just targeted for the fact that they're a woman, right? The mm -hmm. idea that they're a woman who is trying to have a voice in public life. Um, and I think that that is a really important democratic challenge that we haven't recognized, right? So if we say someone attacks their political opponents, you know, intimidates them, we recognize that's a problem for democracy, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't have the free flow of ideas. Someone wins because they've, you know, sort of not played the game fairly, right? It's It uh, undermines democracy. But I, I want to also say that if a person is attacked because of who they are, right, and that sort of suggesting that their group doesn't deserve to participate, right, that is a very serious challenge for, for democracy. Um, and, you know, it's about really who who's allowed to participate and, mm -hmm. and contribute to our democratic life. Um, so that's why I, I've been really interested in this question and, and really, you know, have been wanting to, <laughs> to, you know, to tell everyone, to talk mm -hmm. everyone about this, mm -hmm. because I think it's um, really something that's not, not yet fully recognized. Exactly, yeah. That was a really interesting um, aspect of your research. Til þess að bara summera þetta aðeins upp að þá um, kemur í ljós eða það sem hún hefur áhuga á að skoða og hefur verið að skoða er um, þessi raunveruleiki sem við lítum alltaf á líðraði sem bara hérna uh, sjálfgefin hlut, hlut sérst, jafnt aðgengi fyrir alla en kemur í ljós raunverulega að þegar aðrir sérst, jaða settir hópar sækja inn í líðraði að fá að vera fullir þáttakendur raunverulega í líðraðinu að þá gerist eins og með konur að þá verða þær fyrir meira áreiti mm -hmm. heldur en um, þeir kallar sem að hafa venjulega haldið umvöldin í líðraðinu og mm -hmm. um, maybe if I ask you a little bit further kannski svo það komi fram ég bara á ofbeldi og verða oft fyrir bara miklu ofbeldi inn á velli stjórnmálana Já, sérstaklega, það kemur þá í ljós að, að konur þurfa þóla mun meira svona kynbundið áreiti mm -hmm. um, og ég ætla aðeins að spyrja hana betur út í einmitt mm -hmm. um, hvað rannsóknir hennar um, síndu fram á. Mm -hmm. um, I was just telling Maria, I wanted to go a little deeper um, into um, the aspect of violence against women in politics. So what did your research um, find? Because you talked about four aspects, the psychological, physical, sexual and economic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um, in and the semiotic. The semiotic, the yeah. Semiotic. So um, the approach I take in my book um, is one that adopts a broad definition of violence. So um, 
we're talking about physical violence, but also a number of non-physical forms of violence. Um, and this is in line with how people have thought about the issue of violence against women. So if we look at the international conventions, domestic legislation, um, it recognizes that violence isn't just physical, but could be psychological, right? Um, it can, which means that you know it affects someone's mental well-being. Um, it can be sexual, which could be you know physical or uh, or mental. Um, and then economic violence is using access to economic resources as a form of coercion and intimidation. So that might be like destroying women's campaign materials, right? Mm -hmm. Making it difficult for them, um, you know, to. Uh, uh, continue because they don't have the salary, you know, uh, mm -hmm. their the homes are vandalized. Exactly. So it is um, sort of a wide range of, of, of um, things that really hit women in a way that makes them suffer economically, right, to stop them from participating. And um, in my book, I also introduce uh, a fifth type that's not recognized in international um, uh, conventions, but that I think is a very important part of this phenomenon, which is what I call semiotic violence. So using words and images to try to degrade and delegitimize women. So photoshopped images, mm -hmm. you know, um, deep fake videos, yeah. um, you know, uh, these types of things that are really about trying to say that women don't belong in public mm -hmm. life, right? So, um, you know, photoshopping them in these sexually graphic ways, right? Um, so these are, I think, very important and have been a very important part of, you know, uh, gender disinformation campaigns, right? The fake news that gets spread about women leaders often takes these sort of semiotic uh, forms. So I also add that in my in my book as, mm -hmm. as a form of violence against women in politics. Mm -hmm. Okay. So til snúa þessu yfir á íslensku, að þá þessa draumurlega flokkar hún um, ofbeldi gegn konum í stjórnmálum í, í, í fjóra, um, fjóra ólíka flokka mm -hmm. það er þess svona sálrænt uh, ofbeldi, andlegt ofbeldi líkanlegt ofbeldi sem er náttúrulega þá eins og kynferðis ofbeldi um, uh, efnaðslegt eða fjáraslegt ofbeldi sem getur þá verið um, eins og í tilfelli kvenna í stjórnmálum að um, herferðir þeirra eða hluti af sérsatt auðlýsinga um, hvað kallar maður þetta, kynningar herferðin þeirra í uh, kostningar baráttunni þú veist eins og hún sýndi í dag mm -hmm. um, myndir um, af konum sem voru í kostningar baráttu í Írak um, það sem var búið til þess að ganga bara á plakkut uh, kvennana og rífa niður andlið þeirra og skemma þau og já. þá hefur ekki endilega sko fjárhæslega rísósa til þess að endurprenta þessi plakkut Þannig að þú ert að útiloka frá stjórnmálum með þessum hætti mm -hmm. og svo þessi fimmti þáttur sem að Móna Lena talar um er þessi semajótik mm -hmm. um, flokkun sem að fjallar um þetta óræða sem að gerist eins og á e, internetinu mm -hmm. um, þar sem að er verið að, að falsa upplýsingar í formi uh, mynda myndirnar af, myndirnar af þér og Já, þessi þetta deep fake um, já, í myndböndum Fleti fals fréttir í raunum fölsunum Já mm -hmm. um, Einmitt Þannig að það eru, það er sem sagt sótt að konum í stjórnmálum Þar er náttúrulega oft líka kynferðisopveldis Já, að sjálfsögðu, já. Að sjálfsögðu. Exactly mm -hmm. um, and you're now working, um, I was just interested also, you talked about earlier, um, about the gender quotas and how the gender quotas have uh, been implemented mm -hmm. across Spre the world. Spreading rapidly across the world. Clearly because of research um, that, you, uh, that you have done and others have done on gender quotas, right? Um, yeah, well, it's actually been something that has... Um, 
I think, been, been pushed by, uh, for example, a lot of international organizations, uh, but also uh, women's movements around the world, which have said, you know, it's not just enough to wait, right, for improvements, but that it's really important to um, uh, to adopt, you know, very strong measures to ensure that women are included uh, in, in politics. So nominated as candidates, um, elected to, uh, to various types of political, um, positions. And, um, I mean, it's just been, been fascinating because I, you know, when I was a, a graduate student, um, and in my career, I, you know, sort of watched this develop as it's, it's spread around the world. Um, and to me, what's really exciting is that these are debates that continue, right? So even if their countries or political parties have adopted quotas, they've often revised and improved these policies over time. Um, and what we're seeing now is maybe before you'd have 30% women, uh, but now the goal is is 50%. It's a 50-50 uh, movement now and uh, a focus on really ensuring that women have, you know, that there's full gender parity um, in all forms of political life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Uh to sum up here in Icelandic. Um, so, yeah, so rannsóknir á svona kynja kvótum um, hafa haft áhrif á alþjóðastofnanir sem hafa síðan haft þau áhrif að þessi kynja kvótar hafa verið innleitir um, bara þvert á heimsbyðina raumurlega, náttúrulega mist mikið eftir svæðum í heiminum en vissulega höfum við séð þessa kynja kvóta í stjórnmálum Já. á Norðurlöndum og í Evrópu og, og sagði hún talaði um 40 lönd hérna í upphafi. Já, einmitt. Mm -hmm. Um, þannig að þetta skipti vissulega málið náttúrulega mm -hmm. rannsakar svona en svo maður spyrja sig hversu miklu raumvörulegum um, breytingum þetta skilar um, svo mér langar svolítið að spyrja hana næst um það um, the, the idea of gender quotas obviously um, like you've explained um, they've been implemented around the world um, do you um, do they actually though um, make the difference that we need I mean obviously because even though you have gender quotas um, mm -hmm. Your next research topic is on the violence um, on women in politics. So, mm -hmm. how are they, how useful uh, yeah, are they? I mean, are, and are are women able to work uh, in in inside this form, uh, like the politics mm -hmm. are on the yeah, most? Yeah, I, I think these two um, these two topics really uh, relate to and enforce one another, right? I think that the fact that um, you know, gender quotas need to be introduced, right? It's often because women are are excluded, right, for many, uh, you know, very, very um, sort of strong structural reasons, right? So the idea is that quotas help break those dynamics, right, that keep women out. Um, to say, you know, suggest that they're not qualified or, you know, um, prevent them from thinking that they have a realistic chance of, of winning. Um, what is interesting with, with quotas as they've been introduced, you know, some countries um, we see, you know, they're very effective in increasing the numbers of women elected. Um, in other countries, though, they're, um, they don't lead to the same big changes. And um, that's, of course, because there's a lot of resistance <laughs> to actually applying the quotas fully, right? So in my first book, I was really interested in how they got adopted, but also how they were implemented and, and how successful they were. Um, and I actually have written a whole article about like resistance to quotas and what forms mm -hmm. it takes. Mm -hmm. And it's um, actually quite, you know, a range of very creative strategies just to avoid like accidentally, quote unquote, you know, forgetting to implement the quota mm -hmm. or reading it in a very, mm -hmm. um, you know, creative way that means you don't have to implement it. Um, and so that has been been a challenge. But 
also, as women have come in, for example, in Latin America, um, Latin America has seen the biggest changes in the share of women in their parliaments um, in, in recent decades, and they actually lead all other world regions mm-hmm. um, in terms of the share of women in parliament. And it's... Um, because their the quotas have been been very successful, right? But then, because women come in, um, they also face um, a lot of uh, pushback from being effective, right? Because they are bringing such a change, right? Mm-hmm. So they come in and then they um, they face violence to try to get them to resign their office, mm-hmm. right? They are you know sexually harassed so that they are not effective, right? Mm-hmm. They are, are prevented from entering meetings. Their microphones are turned shur- off. You know, there's other forms of resistance that continue, right? Um, and so I think it really shows that the violence is is that resistance that was always there, right? But it's taking these more dramatic forms because um, women are now in these spaces, right? And so it requires a new type of strategy to, um, to try to stop their participation. Um, but I would also say, you know, uh, having studied this um, in general, I think that um, quotas have really been important in really changing um, political life, right? So the women who come in, we find, are, you know, equally and often more qualified than the men who were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you, you could measure this many different ways, right? We see that women come in and they change the priorities, the topics, the ways that um, issues are debated, right, in uh, the t- way committee meetings are run. Um, and we also see that they inspire more women to run for public office. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that both men and women citizens feel that democratic institutions are more legitimate because there are more women there. Um, so I think there have been all of these, you know, despite the challenges and the violence and the resistance and the backlash, there have also been really very tangible, measurable positive impacts of the increased presence of women. Um, but we're not at the end of the story yet mm-hmm. because it's still, you know, there's still that that resistance. But I think, you know, despite the resistance, women have been making a, a huge mark on, on politics mm-hmm. um, on all politics, over the world. Um, and on policy and to on, change the culture. Exactly. And I think that Is it's, that a, like a fact, for, you know, with gender quotas that we actually see? Because a lot of women mm-hmm. complain that this doesn't really necessarily um, make its mark on policy or the change mm-hmm. in culture that is needed for women to feel safe. Yeah, I, w- I would say that there's still um, obviously obviously uh, <laughs> challenges, right? And I, you know, one of my uh, mentors uh she would often say, you know, that gender quotas are a very simple solution to a very complex problem, right? Mm. Gender inequality has many different um, causes, right? Mm-hmm. And and quotas really just change, you know, this like very, in the case of politics, very technical aspect of candidate selection, right? So they can't change all those other inequalities in mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. right? But I think that they do have a way of sort of catalyzing some momentum for change, right? So some countries we see that this is a, a very big impact and a very big change. And then others, it's it's more limited, right? Mm-hmm. If you're talking about a country that's not very democratic, right? Mm-hmm. For example, it's hard for women to have as big of an impact um, uh, compared to another place maybe where, uh, you know, uh, institutions are more open or society is, is more, um, you know, open to the idea yeah, yeah. of women in leadership. Yeah. So we have to try and sum up <laughs> yep. quite a bit now. 
quite a bit. Um, já, svo um kynja kvótana, mm-hmm. við spurðum fyrst um áhrif kynja kvóta. Já, hvort að þeir breyta einhveru í raun. Já, ég var að spurðum það núna síðast, einhvern, hvort að raunvilega áhrif kynja kvóta séu mælanleg í mm-hmm. bara, þú veist, hvernig stefnumótun breytist og mm-hmm. þá ef þú breytist sko stefnum já. í í stjórnmálnum, mm-hmm. þá ætti það lókist sé að breyta síðan bara menningunni yeah. af því það er umvilega menningin sem þarf að breytast til þess að, yeah. að konum líði örugt í samfélagum yeah. sko, en það en hún fór svona vítt og breytt yfir sko umvilega hvernig mm-hmm. að kynja kvótar hafa verið notaðir og hún gaf vissulega í skinn líka náttúrulega þetta er ekki fullkomið tæki en Nei. það sem að mér var kannski áhugaverðast sem hún sagði hérna fyrst var að þetta er náttúrulega þá Já, sko konur komist ekki þetta inn til að byrja með, mm-hmm. komist ekki inn í stjórnmálin mm-hmm. þarna er tryggt að þeir komist allavega inn mm-hmm. og í mörgum tilfellum hefur það sýnt sig að það eru mikið hæfari þær konur sem komast inn heldur hann kallandi sem mm-hmm. fyrir voru sem mér mm-hmm. staðfyrir klart mm-hmm. uh, ekkert alltaf en, en það, það kemur fyrir mm-hmm. uh, svo talar hún um að sko, þarna ertu bara búin að koma í vegg fyrir í raunin eitt vandamál og það er að konur komist inn svo mm-hmm. er náttúrulega öll menningin og allt sem er þarna fyrir Já. Hún er náttúrulega þarna enn og, og þá lenda konur í þessu, þessu ofbeldi. Þessu slátt ofbeldi. Á, slátt á mikrofónanum þegar það er verið að eitthvað með bræða fyrir, fyrir þeim fæti já, hér og þar og verið að reyna í rauninni að íta þeim út. Já, í raunverulega re, verið að reyna að takka það. Já, takka það niður. Með alls konar ofbeldis taktík og En emitt en man spyr sig samt líka eðlilega sko með um, þrátt fyrir að konur og það hefur með verið margt gagnrýnt náttla þótt að konur komist inn þar sé svona kynja kvótar að þá sé ekkert endilega gefið að þær sé að tala máli kvenna. Nei nei og við sjáum það, það náttla oft bara eins og hjá svona íhaldsömum flokkum já. að þær eru ekkert endilega málsvarar kvenrétt. Nei og svo talar hún um líka sko að þetta þetta sé breytilegt eftir því í hvaða samfélagi þú ert að uh, opinn sko Einmitt. og þá náttúrulega er erfiðara fyrir þessa konur sem koma þær inn að fara breyta einhverjum pólisíum þannig að þetta er svona hvað kallaði hún þetta mentorinn er að kalla þetta hérna sem sagt einfalt einfalt lausna flóknu vandamáli já, einmitt kynna kvótana einmitt I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about the you had a very interesting question put to you at the end of your talk today about mm. the staying power of women in politics despite the violence that they face. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit maybe on um, that question or the answer to that question? Um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a long talk. You gave a, over a half an hour talk and there was questions afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a huge topic, like I said, to, to try and cover in such a short time that we have here. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, I mean, there's so many ways to, to answer this question. So we uh, know from the research that women often have shorter political careers than men do. Um, partly that's because sometimes they enter politics later, but it's also because they sometimes leave politics earlier than men do. Um, and one of the reasons is the resistance and the violence and the mm-hmm. harassment. Um, and so we see that, you know, some ex- extremely talented leaders uh, leave leave politics, right, due to um, due to this this violence, right? So I think that is a real, um, I don't know, cost for our democracy, right, for the people who voted for them. Um, but I also was interested um, in seeing how it also 
mobilize women to stay in politics, right? Um, the idea that if someone is going to do everything they can to try to stop you, maybe it's because you have something important to say. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a reason to stay despite mm -hmm. the violence. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we see that it can have these demobilizing effects, but I think it can also have mobilizing effects. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say that this is, I think, even a bigger question about what it means for the women who see other women experiencing violence. Um, many women politicians around the world say that uh, they worry that young women aren't going to want to run for office because they see the violence they, you know, um, that other w older women experience. So they think, why would I want to be involved with that? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, some of these instances have, have also inspired those young women to say, you know, this is why it's so important that I put myself forward. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I realize it's, you know, a mixed, mixed effect, but I, I, I really admire and I think that we should support those women who decide to, mm -hmm. to stay there, right, mm -hmm. and, and persist despite all the mm -hmm. obstacles. Um, in your response you just mentioned not the cost the, the you had a hashtag today not yeah. the cost can you um the yes. hashtag is not the cost and it means yes so this is um from the not the cost campaign uh that i worked on with the national democratic institute in the united states um and we found that people often said well you know violence it's just the cost of doing politics for women right it's mm -hmm. the cost of being a woman in mm -hmm. society um but we wanted to argue that actually it should not be the cost mm -hmm. right so why should we accept um the situation we should say this is a problem. This is not acceptable, and we refuse to accept it. Mm -hmm. um, and so we use it to to raise awareness, you know, to, to highlight that the violence is not the cost of mm -hmm. women's political participation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, we should. 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 Yeah, we Hvers að þá fylgir oft um, umræðu um stjórnmál um, þessi hérna, saga, þú veist að þau séu mm -hmm. bara svolítið grimm. Sko, ef þú ætlar að fara í stjórnmálin, bara þá verður bara, já, þú bara hafa bakið í það, sko, að taka við því mm -hmm. og þá, þá sérstaklega konur. Mm -hmm. um, en, hérna, ég spurði hana líka út í, þessi var að breyta aftur upp á þessu spurningu með, með þetta staying power, þú veist, hvernig, hvernig konur að þola það. Mm -hmm að vera, hvernig það er að vera með raunverulega fara út í stjórnmál og endastar mm -hmm. og þannig eins og í dag talaði hann um fórstur á þeirra að nýjasjáland sem mm -hmm. sagði af sér um, og gerði það mjög uh, kannski svona um, á yfirvegaðan hátt sko án þess raunverulega kannski gefa upp þær ástæður að það er vegna ofbeldisins sem að hún mm -hmm. ákvað bara nú væri komið nóg mm -hmm. um, og það er kannski bara ágætt að enda á þeim nótum um, Já Er það ekki? Nú er komið nú, að þessu ofbeldi. Já, og, og svona, og það, það, það er þessi, uh, þessi punktur þarna, sérstætt, sem hún talaði um í rauninni. Já. Þetta hashtag. Já, ekki fórnakostnarinn. Ekki fórnakostnarinn, já. já. 
Það á að sjálfsögðu ekki að vera fórna kostnaði kvenna og ekki að, ekki að normalisera að konur þurfa að þóla og veldi til að taka það átt í stjómálum. Einmitt. Þannig að við látum þetta vera enda punktin. Mona Lena Krúk, thank you, thank you. for coming and, and telling us about your research. And thanks for inviting and, me. And good luck in the future. Og við, Sara, verum hér aftur að viku liðinni mm-hmm. með annan þátt af sósilískum feministum. Takk fyrir. Yeah,